College football fans filled the stands this weekend for championship games across the country. But just a few days before, four of the most powerful men in college sports found themselves not on the sidelines, but on Capitol Hill. Their goal? Warn lawmakers that urgent action is needed to enact a national law governing how student-athletes profit off of their work. Now, the Supreme Court ruled in 2021 in a landmark decision that student-athletes could actually make money from their name, image, and likeness, what's referred to as NIL. And students have started to cash in with paid photograph sign autograph signings, sponsored social media posts, and even TV campaigns. Caleb Williams has transferred to Wendy's for the new loaded nacho cheeseburger. This burger is my inspiration, and I just hope to inspire you. Don't you ever forget your bed. My choice as of late has been naked juice. There's no question strawberry banana is my favorite flavor because it's like 110% done. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there for you and can help with your insurance needs. Oh. Hey, Jenny, I got to get back to the game. Now, in an exclusive interview, I sat down with the commissioners of the four power conferences, the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and Big 12, who say the athletes in schools deserve, deserve a more level playing field in their first ever joint interview. Thank you guys for, for all sitting down with me. I mean, this has been now two years since it's been greenlighted that college athletes can profit on their name, image, and likeness. What impact has this had on college sports so far? Well, I think first impact is it has um, created a disparity among states where legislators are now changing their laws for competitive purposes. Uh, it certainly has created economic opportunity for young people, but it has introduced an unregulated uh, marketplace. So what, because there have been these different standards across the states, what, how does that impact different schools, different com each of your conferences? Well, we've had you know, for uh, over 100 years, laws and rules that have allowed competition to be done fairly. And if you're going to have inter and intrastate competition, there has to be a uniformity in what you can and can't do. These are students, and they're going to have a chance to monetize their name, image, and likeness, but they're, it's not an employee-employer relationship. I know you guys favor name, image, and likeness, but how much is it impacted what you're seeing within your respective conferences. You've got a system where you know, it's just, it becomes very transactional, right, in terms of how student athletes are moving, and you see it on, on the field, right? The grass isn't always greener, there isn't always a deal that comes through, right? And it creates an instability within these programs. Yeah, I mean, programs can rise and fall very quickly, right, in, in some cases. But, but even that system still benefits the traditional power schools are still going to do better in those areas, right? It's just, it doesn't really overcome a lot of that. Now, the commissioners say recruiters are taking advantage of the uneven playing field, and some athletes end up chasing the money. Senators have come up with a slew of proposals, with at least three bills on the table. Their ideas include regulating the groups that actually pay the athletes, address, addressing the issue of revenue sharing, and even pe penalizing early transfers. But Congress has its plates full, and its future of this legislation is uncertain. Ted Cruz, who's working on one of the NIA bills, told my colleague Ted Barrett, quote, I am cautiously optimistic. I think the prospects of passing NIL legislation are about 60-40. And Democratic Senator Cory Booker, who's also working on this effort, told me, I think everybody who has a football or basketball player in their state is interested in getting it done. The commissioners, they say they're open to compromise. Did Mitch McConnell, uh, Chuck Schumer, express 
openness and interest in this when you met with them? They're both, very much interest, and in fact, both reflected on each other and the importance of having conversations on both sides of the aisle. And Do you think it's actually going to come to the floor? I mean, it's hard to get these. Oh, it's, you know, my, my high school civics teacher would be enormously proud of that I finally learned what I was being taught back then. <laughs> and it's, there's nothing easy. I think we have a responsibility to try. There's always a debate among, particularly among Republicans, about setting national standards versus doing it on the state level. Most Republicans that philosophically view it as we should deal with the state by state and not set national standards. Have you found any resistance in the push for a national standard given their approach on this, these kind of issues? Sure. Questions about that. Like, why? why? Why is this necessary? Now, our federal government does have a role in interstate commerce. That, that's a reality. I think there's an openness, Manu. Uh -huh. That's why we're here. Yeah. Everyone's willing to engage and have the conversation, and there's going to be give and take, uh -huh. uh, like anything. But there's a real openness to try to move this forward. If this gets punted, though, you know, as Congress typically does on complicated issues, they punt stuff into the next Congress, what's the risk? The risk is we see states further build walls around their recruiting grounds, thinking that that somehow provides a competitive advantage. Uh, the risk is that more and more young people sign agreements that they don't understand. Um, the risk is we move further and further from the academic nature of college sports. I'd say the risk is permanent dam damage to an enterprise that has meant an awful lot to our country and to those that have benefited from the experiences 